You're listening to the Weekly Windown. On this week, we talk about Liverpool's big victory over Barcelona, the current state of the NBA playoffs, and Kelso, of course, talks about the Edmonton Oilers. Ryan Welcome back to the Weekly Wind Down. My name is Simon, and alongside me, as always, is Kelso and Brent. Hey. Oh, hi there. What can you tell me this week? Oh, you know, it's finally starting to warm up outside, and the sun is shining, and it's actually, today is a good day, because today is McHappy Day. So oh, make sure boy. you support your local McDonald's <laughs> and buy a Big Mac, because a dollar from your Big Mac purchases go to the Ronald McDonald House Foundation. That's good, but it's yeah. going to be... Uh, It'll be tough when people listen to this a few days after Happy McHappy Day. But <laughs> okay, well, let me rephrase oh, that. I wow. hope you went to McHappy Day. Three, there you go. Three there days you go. Ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we know, we all know Kelsey's going to give his yeah. That's your, right. Got support. Daily donation. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> never mind the 364 other days of the year, but yeah. the one day of the year he can feel like <laughs> yeah. he's doing good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm not clogging my arteries today. Yeah. No. It's, yeah. Hey, man. It's no good. calories on McHappy yeah, Day. That's right. Yeah. No calories any day. <laughs> well, good. So, on what you are you getting then today? What am I getting? Yeah, it's a Big Mac. Yeah. It's one Big Mac, and a triple thick milkshake. <laughs> <laughs> Standard. <laughs> well, it's yeah. milkshake season, <laughs> and we all know that they bring the boys to the yard. So, yeah. they're like it's better than yours. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, what's new with you, Brent? Oh man, I I don't think I can top that. Uh, butchering but uh fair enough yeah i i uh, yeah i haven't been very busy at all i really haven't done anything so that sounds about right yeah Yeah. well i'm I'm still riding the high from yesterday's uh champions league semi-final there boy that was a dandy i know you guys were rooting for liverpool like i was but uh yeah but man i mean talk about they're calling that one of the the greatest matches at anfield like ever i mean that was i mean well i mean i don't think everyone I think a lot of people expected that Liverpool might have a chance at winning the game, but I don't think anyone expected them to come out and just embarrass Barcelona. You know, I mean, there's not really another way to put it. They just outclassed them in pretty much every every aspect of the game. It was like, man, that was just wild to watch, especially after they scored. Like Origi scored, I don't know what it was, like five minutes into the game or something like that. And I was like, oh boy, there's a chance. And then I was like, well, I've seen this before. They're just gonna like you know blow up in the second half or something, but. And they just kept scoring. Holy heck. And that was amazing. So still, I'm just still amped about that. Yeah. yeah. It's just so good. And then he's made even better by the fact that you guys are just like chirping me about how Ajax is going to crush him if they get to the finals. And then Ajax lost to Tottenham in Ajax. So, or whatever yeah, nah, their stadium's well, right. It's so, okay. Yeah. I mean, Tottenham's just going to come and beat <laughs> Liverpool. Yeah. So assess the stage. I don't so actually two know. Two upsets. Gonna the bigger upset's gonna yeah. upset the upset. Yeah. I mean, at this point, we don't really care no. who wins. We just don't. We want just Liverpool all remember win. what happened in the Champions League final last year. Yeah. yeah well, so. that's unfortunately we have a new goalie this year, so yeah. Yeah. I had nothing against the other goalie, but boy, that was uh, uh, that was tough. But Al- man, Allison looked pretty strong in the semifinal too. I mean, he only had to make a handful of saves, but they were. I think I think ones. Liverpool needs to remember that they still have two games to play, so they should have saved some of their scoring. Well, like, I mean, they didn't one they season game and one I know finals, yeah. And I mean, they didn't. that's okay. Mosala and Firmino will be, be rested go. up. So Actually, I don't. I don't know if Firmino's going to play or not. But but I think it sounded like Salah was like wanting to play. But I guess the league 
protocol or FIFA protocol or whatever it is doesn't allow you to come back the following game if you went off in a head injury or something like that or you have to take a certain amount of time so uh, unfortunately he didn't go but obviously they didn't need him anyways but probably the (laughs) unlucky lucky sub was when Robertson went down and then they sub in Wijnaldum and he gets two goals pretty quickly in the second half so that was that was fortunate I guess but yeah it's gonna be a dandy I'm gonna try and make an a make a, a group gathering for the finals. I think we need to all get out and watch that because whatever happens, it should be exciting again, I'm sure. So, Speaking of uh, dandies, we had a dandy here on the weekend. Uh, it was the opening of the potential future pro soccer here That's right. in Saskatoon. We were talking about that a bit last week, so yeah. why don't you fill us in on how it Yeah, went? so the game was uh, held at SMF Field, which is formerly known as uh, Gordie Howe Bowl, which is still in the Gordie Howe Sports pl- Complex here in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Um, and there was about 3,000 people nice. out at the game. It was awesome. It was a little cold, but uh, they were still there to serve hot dogs, so I had my <laughs> two hot dogs, and it was dialed in, and it was good. It was um, <clears throat> Calgary Foothills, which were the USL League 2 champions for last year, okay. um, some pro amateur league mm-hmm. that I don't know anything about, mm-hmm. and then our team, which is SK Selects, which is made up of a bunch of people from yeah, Saskatchewan, <laughs> Um, and there was a few, there was one that I went to school with who was actually playing on the team. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, it was exciting. The first half was a little dry. Um, you could definitely tell that the other team was way better than our team. Mm-hmm. Ours being the SK selects, no bias here, but, and you could tell that they'd been playing for a long time cause they were just out passing, out shooting and out possessing. I would say like the possession in the game was probably 65, 35, mm-hmm. but, uh, and so they went up two goals and it was two, nothing at half. And then we went in the second half, and they must have done some readjustments. But I, I guess they can do unlimited subs because um, they did way more than three subs each. And oh yeah, so, that's what I figured it was. I wasn't. I was asking someone, but I, I, I thought I had saw something that in the lower leagues or whatever that there was going to be more than two subs or three subs rather. So they were subbing like a classic men's div five game. <laughs> well, not not really, but. Uh, not every 45 seconds, like I would take a shift. Oh, but did they actually, could you actually sub guys back on after they came on? Um, no, I didn't see anybody go back on, but Mm -hmm. there, I saw some people, I think there was potential for that. But anyway, the second half was a lot more exciting. Um, Mm -hmm. and we definitely played a much stronger second half. We scored and then we almost scored at the dying seconds three hit the crossbar, but unfortunately we dropped a 2-1 decision in the opening game. But it's pretty close it's, for yeah. a team that hasn't played together, I guess. Well, and yeah. that's just it. You could tell that the one team was very, very organized, and uh, SK Selects were a, like a throw-together team. I guess the downside it. would be that the team we would be playing in the CPL would be much better than the team that they played. Yeah. But, yeah. And so there was 3,000 people there, which is really good, and so pretty promising. Uh, I don't know where they're going to put the stadium or the field or what's going to happen. And I don't know if that was enough for the potential investor to be interested in putting a team in Saskatoon, mm-hmm. but it so brought a lot of the soccer community together. And so that was really cool. There's and a few more games throughout the summer, yeah. right? So, yeah. So they haven't announced when the next one is, but I imagine the next one's going to be in Regina because they had a bunch of players from Regina play on the team too. Okay. So, gotcha. so that was really, really cool. <clears throat> and it was also cool because uh we actually knew where i knew the some of the referees and so when you got local referees refing and they're not just like from somewhere else it's really really cool nice so that was really fun um it was a little cold though and oh my goodness the parking lot at the end okay so i'm gonna go on a bit of a rant here so 
people in our province, there's a few things. They're too hesitant to make a move. And secondly, they, nobody knows how to do a zipper merge. <laughs> so when you have a bunch of cars trying to get out and converse and converging and people going opposite directions, oh my gosh, I per, I'm pretty sure I sat in my vehicle waiting to move for like an hour <laughs> and I didn't get home. It was like, I was like an, it was like an hour in the parking lot. We were literally at a standstill because yeah. people don't know how to drive. I don't know, man. It can't be much worse than that time we went to Blades, Regina, oh, uh, um, whatever their team's called there. Pats? Thank you. Uh-huh. <laughs> Pats game in Regina. Holy crap. That was that was the worst designed parking lot I've ever seen at the Brandt Center in Regina. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I was just, I was, I was, it was pushing my patience, but. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, I was, it was as bad as that, actually. Yeah. But, I mean. At least there was cement in this one. This one, Gordy Howe Bowl, the parking lot still got like divots mm-hmm. and holes, and it was like a bumpy, bit of a bumpy ride. So it was almost like going on a roller coaster. But I mean, yeah. like, it's also not probably designed to have no. like 2,000 people. No. So. And so, I don't know, maybe having people direct traffic out there next time would be mm-hmm. better and smoother because there was people trying to go like into traffic, oncoming traffic, and it was just a mess. But mm-hmm. it was fun, though. Yeah, it was great. A little cold for a soccer game, in my opinion. But. It's starting to warm up, as uh, I said earlier on the show. Mm-hmm. It is shorts weather now, so it <laughs> yeah. is nice. It's true. It's yeah. true. Um, speaking of WHL, I briefly, I heard yesterday they were saying at the uh, intermission report on uh, the uh, Blues game that that PA was winning their game like 7 nothing in the first or second period or something. Yeah. So I guess they're yeah. just slaughtering right now. They scored 7 in the first period. I think yeah. it's only 2-1, though. Yeah. Is it? So okay. okay. Yeah. Are we in the finals or where are we at? Third I round. I think so. This is I the WHL championship. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Or did they do or four rounds or Chinua just three? They do four. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The, or the Ed Chinowith Cup final, I guess is what it's that what it's called. called? Okay. Yeah. But, yeah. Okay. Well, maybe so, they'll maybe it'll I, make more than I really five think games. I think PA is going to win. They're just too strong. Certainly seems like they but should. But I think the Roy Naranda Huskies are going to win the whole Memorial Camp Championship. Yeah. Or the Ottawa 67s. Because the Ottawa 67s haven't lost a game yet in the playoffs. Is that right? Eh? They're on the verge of going 16-0. Yeah. When's the Memorial Cup? You know what's a, always a fun one? Is like I always like the host team. Because that, mm-hmm. that host team always has like a super good like momentum going. And I think it's Halifax this year. And they're in the final like, with the Nori, uh, Roy Naranda. Do you know when it is? Is it, is it like it's in May long usually is when yeah. it starts. Yeah. Okay. okay. <clears throat> it's coming up then. Yep. But it's in Halifax, unfortunately, so can't gotcha. go see it. Mm-hmm. But I guess when it was here last year or in Regina, it was like tickets were like stupid expensive. Because mm-hmm. I had a buddy who wanted to go, but it was really expensive. Mm-hmm. So. Also, if I can go back to soccer briefly, yeah. I don't want to think I wanted to get your guys' opinion on. So. It seems like since they introduced, like, like now the, uh, the the Premier League has VAR in it, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and the Champions League, or Champions League does too. And so, I don't know, I, what's your take on offsides now? Because I feel like the linesmen almost, like, serve no purpose now on scoring plays for offside like because now whenever there's a benefit whenever there's like any doubt in their mind if it's offside they just don't do anything right they just keep yeah. the flag down and then let the team score or get a chance or whatever and then then they'll like do var or or raise their flag after but like <laughs> it just seems kind of silly you know that'd be like hockey if linesmen like oh i'm not sure if he's offside so they just like didn't call it ever you know I, it just kind of seems like if you're gonna have linesmen like let them make a judgment 
I mean, maybe they prefer it this way. I don't know. There's just I just kind of noticed yesterday. It just kind of struck me as like odd. Where like there was like some plays, and it's like oh that seemed offside, and then the flag goes up like way later. But but, but is VAR usable for offside? Uh, only if they score, I think. Yeah. So then yeah. you have your, like your other plays and stuff. Yeah, which like I guess they want to generate more chances or something like that. I don't know because it's like it, it just seems like. It just seems like the linesmen become more useless if they. Can't I think it's always like call close kind of how you see like umpires in baseball is you know mm-hmm. if you think it's close or you think it's like a tie or something you're just gonna give the benefit to the offense. Yeah. You, I I don't know. You might as well like mm-hmm. I. I always think like the, it's you're gonna have more eyes out there too mm-hmm. as a referee, especially on a big surface like that. Yeah. Um. But I don't know. It's just, it, yeah, it just seemed kind of silly to me, you know, because then they like go back and show the replay, of course, like they always do on offsides in soccer. It's like, oh, he was a few feet offside. And it's like, oh, he was going to call it anyways. But yeah, I don't know. So it's, it's kind of weird. I don't know if anyone has com- made the same comments or not, but I could be completely ill informed. But it just, it just kind of struck me yesterday. I was curious if that was something you guys <clears throat> thought about. But anywho, I see the uh, Raptors dominated yesterday. Was it last night? No, yeah, it was, yeah, it was last, last night. night. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was you guys watching that game, or I certainly did. I planted my buttocks on my couch, <laughs> and I was dialed in for that game because, holy man, that was the best complete per- team performance from the top to the bottom that I have ever seen the Raptors do in any game. Yeah, because it wasn't even just the Kawhi Leonard show no. this time, was it? Like everybody came out to play, like even the bench and even the guys who like don't get many minutes came out to play. Yeah. And they were, Drain in threes, left, right, and center. Reminded me as a of me as a player in rec basketball back when I was like ten. I was really good doing threes, but yeah. terrible at dribbling and doing anything. So just give me the ball, and yeah. I would just shoot it like granny style and yeah. nice. hit the hit. I'd always hit the threes, but I couldn't <laughs> couldn't do a layup. Couldn't, couldn't do yeah. a layup. Couldn't do anything else. Yeah. But nice. Yeah. No, it was I. It, it was great because they took full advantage of Joel Embiid, who's on the opposition playing for the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, Joel Embiid is like going through some sort of respiratory flu right now. And so he's not feeling 100%. And they took full advantage of that. And Jimmy Butler, who's also this other phenom that they brought in to really take control of the Raptors, they held him to not a very good game either. And so the final score was like one... It was like 36... Yeah, it was the biggest playoff lead. It was the biggest win in playoff history for the Raptors. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. It was insane. It was (laughs) crazy. And like Kawhi Leonard only got like 25 points or something, which I mean is like really good. Yeah. Because he's been averaging 30 points a game. But I think think he got 30 something, but somebody had five or so more than him. No, I've. Siakam was the highest point. Siakam was on at on fire. Twenty five, and was I right? Leonard had like twenty one. You could hardly tell he had a he suffered an ankle contusion there. Leg contusion, days, yeah. Because well, he tried ago. to trip and beat yeah. his little baby. <laughs> but, but no, the, I I thought it was a really really well done performance. Especially like uh, you watch uh, Sunday's performance there when yeah. they got the one in Philly, and Kawhi was just insane in that game. Oh my goodness! And you look at now, the team seems to be. A little bit more confident and knowing that they have to show up so yeah it'll, it'll be exciting uh i think the next game is tomorrow night on yep. thursday so uh so yesterday when this yeah. uh, episode gets released <laughs> yeah <laughs> but you know it, it'll be exciting i i really hope they win and i actually expect them to win uh 
You think it'll be six? You think they'll win on Thursday? Yeah. Is you know, is that the first time they'll have gotten through round two? And no, no, they've done it one more time, and then they met LeBron in the conference finals. That was in two thousand and fifteen. I think. Yeah, I think it's I whenever watching that yeah, game. It's whenever uh, Cleveland actually ended up winning their title yeah. against Golden State. I think it was twenty fifteen. Because I was watching franchise. the game in Florida when like Stephen A made the comment that the Raptors weren't gonna. Like come back because they were down two games to zero, and yeah. they ended up tying it to two games to two games. Yeah. But then LeBron James just does what LeBron does. Yeah. But like Kawhi Leonard to me, like he reminded me of a full, complete player like LeBron James is. Like the guy. Oh, okay, so there's like three guys that are like going like crashing in on Le- on LeBron. The three guys that are crashing in on Kawhi Leonard, and he's just it's like it looks like he's gonna get blocked, but he somehow manages to still hold on to the ball, leap in the air, juke around somebody, yeah. and then just like they call him the claw, and I didn't know why until <laughs> last night. Yeah, but like literally, his arm, his reach is like a claw, and he just went. Yoosh! Is that when he like and, dunked over two of their guys? Or yeah. yeah, and it was crazy. insane. And the game before that, like I don't know how he made that three because Joel Embiid was like in his lane, jumped ah, really yeah. high up, and he's like, "I just told the ball to go in, ball, and, and yeah. it went, and in it went." And yeah. it was like, "Oh my gosh!" Yeah, like he is just. It's crazy that he's only played like probably about eighty-two games, and he's already the best probably Raptor that's ever <laughs> well, put on that that's jersey. That's just right. So. And like, do, oh, it just makes me think, like, <sighs> Masai Ujiri, do what you got to do to keep Kawhi for yeah. long term. Like, sign him for a multi-year. I, uh, I, I, it's definitely up to Kawhi though. Oh, for sure. Yeah, like, Kawhi, it's... come on, man. Canada loves you. Come yeah. to Canada. Stay in Canada, man. Like, oh, my gosh. I mean, he's got this or L.A., you know. It's, a, it's always a tough choice. <laughs> it's tough because, like, you'll make 10 times more if he goes to L.A. than he would here. But. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, ah, it, it's just been a really good uh, NBA playoff. So, oh, my gosh. Uh, when you look at, there was the Portland-Denver series that went to four overtimes. And you just watch, and you're just watching Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum shooting basket after basket and then Jamal Murray and Jokic are doing the same thing on the other end it was it was a really crazy game and it's only like the second time I think that uh an NBA game has gone to four overtimes in the playoffs so it was a really really crazy game I think Jokic had like 60 some minutes at the end of the game so it was just a I don't think he even like really kind of got got subbed so maybe like four four minutes you look at it that in like NHL terms, yeah. and it's not even like kind of no. close. So, no, it was that that series has been really good, and the Celtics series looks like Milwaukee will take that one. Yeah, which scares me. Yeah. I'd rather play the Celtics in the next round than Milwaukee because <laughs> Milwaukee's had our number all year. Yeah, it, it'll be exciting. I don't know. It, so, sometimes like the Raptors have had Cleveland's number before in the regular season, and we all know how that always ends. So. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, and then you look at. Houston and Golden State and that series has just become really good. It's now 2-2 and uh, Houston look, James Harden looks high every game because he got poked in the eye in game two. Yeah, so. that was pretty. That was yeah. not pretty. But uh, no, he looks absolutely outstanding and PJ Tucker is he's a former Raptors second round draft pick and he's just a stud on defense and He's one of my favorite players to watch, and he's guarding Durant right now. So it's really, really exciting. It's crazy, too, because the Houston Rockets could beat the Golden State Warriors, yeah. and it would be a new champion. Yeah, everyone kind of thinks it's Golden State or Toronto are the two teams that can kind of knock Golden State off. So I'd be pumped for a Houston-Toronto final. 
Yeah. The bearded wonder versus the Raptors. So yeah. that would be oh, sweet. Oh, well, man, you should have went to Toronto with us uh, last year. <laughs> I recall you guys uh, saying uh, we didn't like you, so we didn't want to invite you. So <laughs> yeah, I remember yeah. you saying that. So thanks for the invite again. <laughs> no problem. Next time, bud. Yeah. I always love rubbing that one in your face. That's but, right. Uh, yeah. I, I know uh, your team made a little bit of news this oh. week in the NHL. Oh, did they ever. The uh, You know, it can't be a weekly wind down. Speaking of guys me, getting paid. It can't yeah. be a weekly wind down without me talking about the Edmonton Oilers mm-hmm. a little bit, right? So, the Edmonton Oilers have found their new general manager. It is now no longer the PETA or Peter Chiapet Shirelli um era but now like ken holland era and so i didn't really know who this ken holland guy was like people were like oh my gosh like if ken holland comes to edmonton it's just gonna be another peter shirley 2.0 but i did my research on ken holland and man that guy has a lot of success in 22 years of being general manager he won the cup with detroit three times and then as a vice general manager or an executive, he won the cup another, an additional time. And mm-hmm. so I, I like, I didn't realize he was there during like the Eiserman Shanahan Lidstrom era. So like he, he's done a lot of good things for Detroit and are, you could probably argue that Detroit had already had all those good places, put pieces put in place. But Ken Holland, I think is going to be somebody that's going to do something similar to Edmonton. Yes. It's going to take time. No, I don't think the Oilers are going to make the playoffs next year, but Oh, Edmonton's already got some valuable pieces in place, like Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. And listening to listening to the press conference yesterday, um, or it was a few days ago, but I watched it all yesterday. I watched all the videos on the Ken Holland hype, and like he he said, like he wants to make do it right and put pieces around Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl that complement their play. So that's gonna mean finding a stay-at-home defenseman, finding an actual goaltender that can make some saves. Finding, finding someone to take Lucic. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Finding a winger to play with McDavid. Like, it's... They got to get rid of Lucic. That's like his I number saw, one thing. There was rumors of him going... Uh, where the heck was it? Somewhere. There was, yeah, there was rumors of Lucic. For Louis Erickson, I was think. Was it? I don't know. And Oh, yeah, you're right. Hit. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, because Erickson, like, is not happy in Vancouver, although Vancouver doesn't seem to want him anymore either. And so. Lucic just talked about going home to play for his hometown team someday. Mm-hmm. So maybe that could be Isn't true. Isn't there also like that he never wanted to do it, go there or something? Well, I, I heard that, that he was out at a bar and yeah. some fan was... And someone, and he, and he punched a fan in the face yeah, and said, yeah, yeah. I, I don't like this city. I never want to play here. Yeah. But that was... Erickson? No, that no, was Lucic. Lucic. Oh, really? Oh, well. But that was like when he was still whining about losing to Montreal Canadiens in the mm-hmm. playoffs. When hmm. it was the Bruin, I think. Yeah, but it, it'll be interesting. Um, also, like a lot of, I think uh, Daryl Cates stole a bit of the spotlight, though, because like people commented on like what the hell happened to him. Mm-hmm. But I guess Daryl Cates, the owner of the Edmonton Oilers, is going through some sort of life-threatening sinus yeah. infection, which sucks. In like. Yes, the Oilers have been a dumpster fire team. Yes, the Oilers have been the laughing stock of the NHL since 2006. But like aside, you want to you want to hope for all the best for the the owner, right? Like, for sure. and you hope that he's going to be okay. Um, it'll be interesting because like Ken Holland, like he's very charismatic and he's a very enthusiastic individual. So the first thing he did was tell Ken Hitchcock that he's not going to be back and. I'm disappointed with that because I actually liked Hitchcock, but I also understand because Hitchcock 
is like a quick solution guy and somebody who has been known to turn things around in a relatively quick state. But he posted a 26 and 28 and two record since coming to become the bench boss of the Oilers. So I, I, I think Ken Holland wants to wipe the slate clean and have his own guys brought in. And one of the big names that's been um, told about as being the new coach of the Edmonton Oilers would be Dave Tippett who's right now in the Seattle expansion process. But Dave Tippett doesn't want to wait a couple years mm-hmm. to be a coach. He wants to be a coach right now. So Dave Tippett is a big name. And then there's also Todd Nelson, who I don't know where he is right now, but he was the interim coach for the Oilers a couple years ago when they fired Dallas Akins. Like when the revolving door was kind of like halfway through its mm-hmm. halfway through its course. Mm-hmm. And so I, I remember Todd Nelson because... The players liked him. He's a player's coach, and he was doing some great things for Edmonton, but, yep, out he went. Mm-hmm. And then he went to Grand Rapids, I think, in the AHL and won them the, won them a championship. So uh, he's somebody who worked with Barry Trotz, too, and as you all know, Barry Trotz is a winning coach. He won with the Washington Capitals last year, so it'll be interesting. Didn't do so well in the playoffs this year. No, <laughs> no, he did not, <laughs> but... That's crazy though, because that's that. Yeah, that's that. Yeah. Oh yeah. You so you sweep a team, and then you get swept in the next round. That was the first time since 1993 when that happened to the Buffalo Sabers, mm-hmm. when they swept. I forget who was swept in the first round, but they lost to was it Boston or Montreal in the second round. Had to have been one or two probably, but yeah. Because hmm. 93, it was we remember the it's year, a good year 93. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was the last year that a, mm-hmm. a NHL team situated in Canada <laughs> won the cup. Yeah. So, it'll be, I'm optimistic. I'm not putting the Edmonton Oilers in the playoffs by any means, but they're going to be competitive. And I know Connor McDavid. <laughs> Sorry, I just, <laughs> it's just hard not to laugh. <laughs> that, yeah, you saw that season's ticket holder letter that went around, or it's like something along the lines of like, like, you know, you know, this year was a tough year and we know you've heard this before, but we hope next year will be yeah. better and whatever else. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I yeah, know. It's the same thing every year. I've been saying yeah. that for the last like 10 years. Yeah. But honestly, like Connor McDavid's happy. He knows Ken Holland's team. Happy would be the right well, word, yeah. but he's he seems like he'll stay for now. I think so, because like Peter Shirelli wasn't getting it done. Mm-hmm. Um, So like, but you got to think- give it a chance. Give Ken Holland a chance. Like, I'm not going to... He's not Peter Shirelli 2.0 yet until he's made his first ridiculous trade. <laughs> you just got to think that you got to see them win a playoff series in the next like three years or they're going to be really like worried about McDavid, you know? I don't know. Well, it's it's not even win a playoff series. We'll get to the or playoffs. Or get like, into the playoffs. If the Oilers do not make the playoffs by the next three years, Connor McDavid is asking for a trade. You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm going as far as to saying win one because, I mean, last time they made it into the playoffs, it didn't really count. Like, nobody expected, <laughs> hey, nobody yeah, really nobody, expected anything out right. of them. Nobody expected anything out of also, them. What happened? Look at how, look at they how went no, on. Yeah, look at how, and no. they, they played Vancouver. Vancouver yeah. was a terrible yeah, team. Look at how terrible they played the West. in the first round. Did they? Well, the West was and then oh, they that's right. They passed time, yeah. and they had to win five. But the games West was seven games. The West was like years. a just garbage that year. The West yeah. has been garbage yeah. for many, many years. Yeah, so and I don't couldn't know. even make the playoffs this year in a garbage division. <laughs> I, hey man, how did <laughs> Toronto? How did Toronto do? Oh, it's fine. We, at least we made the playoffs. <laughs> Make the playoffs every year, only to lose to Boston in Game Seven. That's okay. Yeah, it's all right. I'm just happy that the team that knocked us out of the playoffs is going through to like the conference finals now. So yeah, uh, yeah. and then oh man, then there's rumors of storm surges coming back too for Carolina. So 
Uh, I'm, I'm pumped. I like. I'm a little bummed that uh, the Bruins went through, but I'm just now. I'm just fully on board with Carolina. I here. just. I love that. Uh, oh, the Tortor- Tortorella. I just love torts. Yeah. Guaranteeing them a game seven. I wonder how he's feeling now. Yeah. Well, you know, you got to be confident, eh? So. Yeah. But like oh, well. that team now, like Artemi Panarin didn't really comment on what he wants to do. Matt Duchesne says he would like to be back next year, mm-hmm. but it's going to cost them ridiculous amounts of money. Bobrovsky is going to want to go somewhere else, I think. Um, Florida? Yeah. Yep. I was thinking Edmonton. but <laughs> I think it sounds like all things <laughs> yeah. are pointing at Florida right now. But I don't know. Is that the case? Like, Is, in Bo- is uh, Bobby Lou going to take back up then? If, or is he going to go I, elsewhere? I've heard that they're go to he's just going to retire because oh, his just, hip's so messed up. Oh, really? Huh. Um, and then That's too bad. That guy deserves a cup if anyone does. Yeah, you know, I don't know. He had his like really good run. I, I, got the I don't think gold, I don't I think he can really carry it to another. Luongo? Yeah. Yeah. No, he's too old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good, good analysis. Yeah. No, well, you know about, he is old. Yeah. How about Ben Bishop's performance last oh night? Oh my though? gosh. Yeah. Like I mean, Dallas certainly didn't deserve to win that game, but I was kind of hoping they would just for Bishop's yeah. sake. Yeah. Like Kelly Rudy was just joking about how he's worried about his seventy-three save record being. Broken. That's incredible. Seventy-three games yeah. there are seventy-three saves in a game seven. Especially like, Kelly Rudy. Yeah. From what I know, he wasn't particularly oh, a good yeah, goalie. That, that's so. amazing. Like yeah. man, he's just. <laughs> He just seems like the. He's already not a very good announcer. He just yeah. seems even like a worse goalie. Yeah, they didn't say what the score was going in overtime that game. Maybe it was like ten eight or something <laughs> yeah. like that, well, and then they ba- came back and tied back it. Back in those days, though, like the whole goaltending style was way different too. Like you would yeah. stack the pads and yeah. like stand up style, not mm. on your doing your splits and your butterflies and whatnot. Yeah. Mm. Like heck. I'm just thinking, like, even I probably could have made some of those saves stacking the pads yeah. back in the day. But, yeah, it's it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. Uh, oil Country has hopefully got some good news coming up, and hopefully they get rid of Lucic. They <laughs> find a forward to play with Connor McDavid. They get a goaltender that can get put up a 9.37 save percentage like Talbot had when they went on that playoff run. Mm-hmm. But uh, that all those things cost money, and the Oilers, I think, only have like eight something, eight point five million cap space free. So it'll be interesting to see what they do in the free agency if they once they let some free agents go. And well, they need a goalie. Sign, so. They need a goalie because well, Nico their current goalie gonna, makes like five million a year. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, the, the, even if they keep him, they're probably gonna need another goalie, right? So oh yeah, I because know, yeah. I don't even know who their backup is right now. No one of any notes. Oh, so. um, Anthony Stellars. Yeah, who so. actually was the winning goalie for the Halifax Mooseheads when they won the Memorial Cup when they were in Saskatoon. Hmm. So, like, Anthony Stellars was a really good goalie, but NHL good goalie? Mm, it's hard to say. Yeah. However, Edmonton's defense is atrocious, and there's just a lot of things going wrong with that team. But actually, what I really want Ken Holland to do, because they said Bob Nicholson or Daryl Case gave him full autonomy to do whatever he wants on the hockey operations side, mm-hmm. is I want him to go to everybody who's been useless and just say, you're out, you're out, you're out. And I want the all the old boys club guys gone. I want him to be like, you know what, Bobby Nix, like, love you, bud, but like you just stay in your corner over there. Let me handle these things. Mm-hmm. And then just fire Kevin Lowe, even though he's only on the financial side now, but <laughs> yeah, Lowe must go still, still stands. All strong. right. Well, quick before we wrap up here. So see if we can get one more prediction wrong here. So who do you got for the Colorado game tomorrow? Colorado, uh, San Jose game. Ooh. I'm going with Jumbo Joe. Yeah. Uh, he's got to win the cup. I, I'm rooting for San Jose. All right. Brent? Oh, man. I, I love watching Colorado. So I'm Colorado. I'm Colorado player. on that one. I, 
I don't know. I, I I actually really don't know who to choose in this, but I'm gonna I'm gonna take San Jose just just purely kind of like Kelsey. I feel like their time is is they're due, and also because Colorado has one line, so if they haven't figured out how to shut down by now, then they probably deserve to lose. So, and we'll like Jumbo happens. Joe, who knows? Like I think he wants to play one more year, but. If he wins the cup, then he'll be the next. Maybe he'll be the next Lonnie McDonald. You got a hat trick this year, right? He'll so just hang up. Yeah, I needed one more goal. Yeah, one right. more goal. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it'll be interesting. Well, um, San Jose, and could be Carolina, mm-hmm. and they could in the Stanley Cup final. That would be something. Right? I want it to be Boston though, just because I purely I hate Carolina purely from the 2005-2006 Stanley Cup well, finals. We'll agree to disagree. That's right? fine. Well, this has been a uh, another sports edition of the Weekly Wind Down here. Hope everyone enjoyed. Hopefully you like sports. Otherwise, uh, we'll catch you same place next week. And uh, I think... Uh, oh, yeah, well, if you haven't subscribed already, please do bop that sub button. A couple times for good measure. And uh, you can find us on all the usual social medias at the Weekly Wind Down. And uh, I think I'll kick us out with a joke of the week here. So Right on. Uh, do you guys want to hear a joke about paper? Yeah, never mind. It's terrible. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> That's good.